So, hello 2020. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Or a simple way is, can anyone say one, two, three? One, two, three. So, it's simple as that. Romans 1, 2, 3. Romans 12, chapter 3. So, as I said, this is a foundation for 2020. I want us to be able to memorize this for our life. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Romans 1, 2, 3. It's easy as that. It says this. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. I give each of you this warning. Wrong one. Oh no, the rebels are attacking us. Star Wars, there you go. Now, warning, right? Warning, warning, the rebels are here. It's a trap. Warning, don't think you are better than you really are. I know that's pretty powerful. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Here's the one I want us to remember. Romans 1, 2, 3, last sentence. Measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. And some translations will say measuring yourselves by the faith God has given you. And so if we memorize any scripture, I want you to remember that. Romans 1, 2, 3, Romans 12, chapter 3, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given you. Can we pray? Let's do it. Jesus, right now, we thank you that you can speak to us. God, we just believe that your word is powerful, it is alive, and it can speak to us in a way that we can live a better life. And so we don't just want to get caught up in what everyone else does, what the people say is cool, but God, we want to hear your voice and live by what you're directing us to do. And then we all said, Amen. So basically, we need our own faith, right? We need our own faith. And so we've got to say, no more secondhand faith, we've got to say, Siri, what are you doing? Get out of here. Just trying to, I didn't even say, uh, no, more. No, more, no more hand-me-downs faith. We need a faith that fits, right? That's what we need. We need a faith that fits. And so we don't live in comparison. We don't compete with others. We have a measure. We, we have to measure our life based on what God tells us to do. That's the whole purpose. We've got to say, God, what are you saying to me? Measure off that, not comparing or competing with anybody else. All right. The book of Joel, chapter 2 28 to 29 says this. And so it says, the Lord promised, the Lord's promise of the Holy Spirit. Now we know that in Acts chapter 2, the promise comes true. So in the book of Acts chapter 2, we see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and we see the gift of tongues and fire on people's heads. Not a chicken fire. And and so, yeah, we see the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I believe when you get to speak in tongues, that's a gift for every single human being. It's not just for some selected special ones. That's a gift that everyone can receive. I, mean, I haven't seen it personally at the fire on the head, but I believe that we can see fire on heads. I believe it happened then. I believe it can happen today. But we see this, what we're about to read, happened in Acts chapter 2. But this is what it says. So verse 28, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young Young men will see visions. In those days, I'll pour out my spirit even on servants, men and women alike. So we see there, the Holy Spirit doesn't favor one gender. It's not like only men can have the Holy Spirit or only girls can have the Holy Spirit. On men and women alike, sons and daughters, the Holy Spirit can come upon you. Boom, I'll have some of that. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will have a Romans 1, 2, 3 faith, yeah? A faith that fits. You'll be able to have dreams. 
you'll be able to have visions and you'll be able to prophesy. You've got to believe that young person in, in this place. When you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll have dreams for your life, you'll get visions for your life, and you'll be able to prophesy in your life. Thank you, Pete. So, who, who's watched, Sean was talking about the news. Has anyone got Facebook here? There's some trash that's been getting shared around on Facebook. You might have seen some reports like this. Police to focus on safe city. Or concerns over escalating youth crime in Port Lincoln. Anyone seen this? The Macca's attack. Dun, dun, dun. I know, this was pretty bad. Last week, who went to meet Elliston? Big Noah, Camo, no, Ty. Ty. We went to, and I was like, I purposely didn't eat breakfast because I'm like, I'm going to go to Macca's, get a sausage muffin, small Coke. And that's, yeah, Coke for breakfast, small Coke. Tell you what, it is delicious. Exactly. So I was like, we'll go to Macca's. I'll shout the lads we'll get, and we'll head up to Elliston. And Ty was telling me, oh, did you hear about Macca's getting broken into last night? I'm like, oh, surely they'll be open. Nah, closed. I know. Went to Elliston for the Lord on an empty stomach. Here's the thing, though. So, and it, we, we read those reports, and it said it, there's one of them was a 10-year-old attacking that place. Now, that's pretty messed up. Here's another question for you. Not a question, but a statement. My mother would have never let me out as a 10-year-old to go vandalize stuff. But that's what I was by the point. Beside the point. And so we saw yesterday people in Port Lincoln decided to make a stand and do a street walk and say, no more violence. No more violence. It's like, now I, I hear me out here. I've got nothing against, because there's an organization called A21. Anyone heard of them? A21 do street marches around, the, around Australia to raise awareness for women trapped in the sex trade. And there, so I can understand that one because there's people unaware that people are being transported around the world being sex slaves which is disgusting and sad so I agree with the if there's no awareness I agree with a march like that but for something where everyone knows that there's violence it's like what do you bring the awareness to we're already aware but that's a beside the point so but they're saying so I can understand people feeling scared yeah I can understand if you at a restaurant you don't want to see rocks getting chucked at you crates getting chucked in and people bashing each other that's pretty scary amen yes but I don't believe more police is the answer. I don't believe that. I don't believe pol political people making more rules is the answer. I don't believe sending people to juvenile detention is the answer. I believe Jesus is the answer. I believe our city needs Jesus. Come on, give him a clap if you believe that. <laughs> Almost as good as Coke in the Mac this morning. But we need a revival in this city. We do. The young people of Port Lincoln need Jesus. When it comes to people being violent, people bullying, all of those issues, yes, there's so much we can teach, but at the end of the day, we need an, a, a, an encounter with Jesus that transforms your life. The Bible is full of stories where people had bad attitudes, something touched them, and they transformed because they had a touch from Jesus. And I believe the people, the 10-year-olds, whoever they are in our city that have these things, they go, you know what, it's normal for me to just go punch someone's head in. It's normal for me to just vandalize a place. They can meet Jesus. Here's a Bible verse for you. Romans 5, 20, in the New King James Version, says this, where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. Where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So what that means is that no one in our city is too far lost to be reached by Jesus. You might go, you know what? This person is so violent. This person is so bad. This person is so sinful. There's no way they can be saved. But this says, you know what? Where grace is, where, well, sorry, where sin is bad, 
Grace is so much more loving. Great, and you've got to believe the people in your class that you go, you know what, there's no way they could ever meet Jesus. There's no way that they could ever. We've got to say, God, we, we, we declare that Romans 5.20. Where sin abounded, grace even more so will abound. Anyone agree with that? And so seeing the stuff on Facebook actually got me excited. Some people are freaking like, oh, yes, another thing to complain about. Um, keyboard warrior. But I'm like, you know what? I was just like pumped. Like I was like people for Turkish coffee. I'm just like, come on, somebody. This is, it was exciting. I was like, correct. Um, and so then I saw someone, because everyone's sharing it like, this is, so it's like, you know when you get like spammed, and it's just like, dun, 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 dun. so I'm getting spammed on my Facebook account. And someone had the caption on their post. Um, where, where, here we go. Oh, something needs to be done. I'm like, correct. It's time one youth rose up and bring a revolution to our community. I was like, yes, yeah, something needs to be done. And we need a young generation of people on fire for Jesus that says, you know what? We are the change agents for our community. So back to Joel chapter 2, 28 to 29. God will pour his spirit on males and females. Sons and daughters will prophesy. Now, in church circles, we hear of these prophets. Anyone heard of a prophet? Anyone? Prophet. So basically, this is what happened. So a preacher, we, like a prophet preacher, we preaching, yo, yo, church, um, Alana. And then they'll pour out Alana. And then what they call the next part is called reading their mail, which means it's like, you know what your mail says, but no one else does because it's like your personal mail. So it'll be like, Alana, you're going to be a, 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 a fairy and, and, and you're going to live on the clouds and eat rainbows for breakfast or something. And Alana's just like, were you speaking to my mum? Who's, who's, is, is my phone being hacked? I'm never using my phone again. Because of all these conspiracies, because it's like, they're reading my mail, how do they know this information? But it's because God downloaded it into the prophet, and they were able to speak it, right? And it's the same with faith. And so the, for me, I used to think, oh, I'm a useless prophet. I, I, can't, I don't have any, like, um, the, uh, words for anybody. But then I realized, heck, um, I actually am quite prophetic because when I get visions for future, that's a prophetic message. It's a download from heaven where God says, Josh, this is what you've got to believe for in your city. And that's a prophetic picture for the city. When I see for the youth group, when I get, so an example here is Genesis chapter 8, release the animals. So for those that don't know, I was reading my Bible one day, just doing my devotions and God speak to me and God spoke to me. He wasn't like, Josh, he was like, in your spirit, but there's a download where it says, so obviously we know the story of Noah's Ark, the water flooded the earth, everything was dead. All that was alive was in the ark. And it says that, God says, release the animals so they can be fruitful and multiply. Translation, release the animals to fill the lack. And I was reading that thing and God spoke to me, Josh, there's lack in your church. Josh, there's lack in your region. There's lack of these things. You've got to release the animals. You've got to release the young people to be fruitful and multiply. We don't see musicians. God, you've got to release the animals. You've got to release the musicians. God, you've got to release the song. God, Josh. Josh, you've got to release the song leaders. Josh, you've got to release the youth pastors. You've got to release release the new pastors because it was a vision thank you very much for that period we got to get the revelation the prophetic message from the lord and prophesy into our life right and so um i need to prophesy leaders songwriters culture changes i got to prophesy that into us and so it says back in the joel sons and daughters will prophesy and so the romans one two three we measure our life by faith right and so when we get baptized in the Holy Spirit, what's going on here? 
When we get baptized in the Holy Spirit, when we get filled by God, we will get dreams and visions from heaven and we will prophesy. And so one youth, we've got to cry out to God and say, God, give me faith. Give me these dreams and visions. Give me this baptism that I'm able to prophesy into the future of my life. Because we're, um, so we've got to prophesy. God, I want to see my sport team saved. You can get a vision for that and go, you know what, God, I'm going to prophesy that. My sporting team can meet Jesus. My classroom, my teacher, I'm going to prophesy that they can get saved. But it starts with a vision from God saying, you know what, I believe I can see my school one for Jesus. I believe I can see um, my city one for Jesus. I believe that I can see my workplace one for Jesus. It starts with the dream from heaven and you start prophesying, God, my workplace will be changed. God, wherever I step, that place will be better because I am there. And we need to prophesy that, mo- that wall to move. Wall, you don't belong here because we're going to have 40 people coming to youth. We're not gonna, we don't belong here. We're going to have 60 people coming to youth, yeah? We've got to get the dream from heaven and prophesy and say, you've got to move. Boom. We need to speak life into the existence and prophesy over Port Lincoln. And so, Port Lincoln, you will be a safe city. Port Lincoln, drugs won't own you. Port Lincoln, alcohol abuse doesn't live here. Port Lincoln will be heaven on earth. We've got to get downloads from heaven, faith from heaven, say, God, we believe that we can see these realities, the heaven realities, be our city's realities, because we are here, yeah? Intro over. All right, so this is, for those that are really taking notes, this is going to be like the, um, the main focus scripture for today. 2 Corinthians 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 5 to 7. So Paul is speaking to the church in Corinth. And, um, and so it says this, When we arrived in Macedonia, there we go, when we arrived in Macedonia, there was no rest for us. We faced conflict from every direction, with battles on the outside and fear on the inside. But God who encourages those who are discouraged, encouraged us by the arrival of Titus. His presence was a joy. Wow, that's powerful. I'm going to to read this last verse 6 again. But God, who encourages those who are discouraged, encouraged us by the arrival of Titus. His presence was a joy. God encourages the discouraged. Yeah, we saw that. God encouraged the discouraged. We see a problem, but God sees a person. And so the problem isn't a person, obviously, but the person is the solution. The problem is discouragement, but God sees Titus. So there was people living discouraged, but there was a solution for that discouragement, and that solution was Titus, right? I hope we're getting there. So God encouraged us, as in those those Macedonians. um, God encouraged us, those Macedonians, because of the arrival of Titus. Titus was an answered prayer, a supernatural solution. Titus was a supernatural solution. We've got to understand that. There was a problem the Macedonians were facing, but God sent a man, Titus, to be the answer. And I believe we got... And so here's a question for us. Do we have any supernatural solutions in the building? Do we have any Tituses in here that go, you know what, God, I believe that where I go, I can be the answer to that place's need. Verses 7, it says, his presence was a joy. It says where Titus was, there was a joy. Titus's presence was a joy. Titus's presence was felt and noticed. When you walk into a room, when you come into One Youth, is your presence noticed? When you walk into church, is your presence noticed? When you walk into school, 
do people tell? When, when you walk, into, walk out of your, your classroom into your lunch break, can people go, something's different right now? Because you've brought a presence with you. You've brought a joy with you. Where there was a problem, you've brought a solution with you. When you walk into a room, is your presence felt? When there is an issue near you, you are, the, are you the one God calls upon? And that's what we've got to ask ourselves. Are we the ones God calls upon when there's an issue that we can resolve? James chapter 2, verses 14 to 19 says this. Faith without good deeds is dead. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say that you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and and you say, Goodbye. Have a good day, stay warm, eat well, but then don't give them or don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? Tell them, Paul, um, James, sorry. So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Someone may argue, well, some people have faith and other people have good deeds. But I say, how can you, sh- um, how can you show your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. I don't know if I read that right. You say you have faith for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is dead and useless or something like that? And so... I can have all the faith in the world. I can have all the dreams. God, you can change Port Lincoln. God, you can change my school. But there comes a point in time where our life has to come into action with our faith. We can be prophesying and speaking life, God, but there comes a point in time where our belief has to be outworked in our actions. Is that good? Matthew 5, uh, 13 to 16, teaching about the salt and light. You are the salt on the earth, but what good is salt if it lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trembled, uh, trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds, there it is again, shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your Heavenly Father. Faith is our salt. Faith is our light. When we have faith, when we at the start when we talked about in Romans 1, 2, 3, we measure our lives by our faith. We measure our lives by our saltiness and by our lightness. Make sense? All right, KFC time. Dun, 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 dun. So good. Here we go, KFC. Mm. All right. Come on, help me out here, mate. Mm. All right. You know the difference between them. So, what's the number one complaint about KFC? Oh, Sean got it. Ding, ding, ding. I was going to say when they forget your sweet and sour sauces, but Sean had the most complaint one. No, KFC, you forget my sweet and sour sauces. So, when the biggest complaint you get at KFC is when they don't have enough salt. Which chips here are the, the normal KFC chips? As in no salt. No salt? Yeah, normal chips. Yeah, okay. Let me try this. Oh! Disgusting. Let me try this. Let me try a salty one. Is that Coke for breakfast? That was so good. That was, it was a little bit on the cold side because I got up a bit earlier. 
But, yeah, but I'd rather that. I'd rather that. I'd rather the too salty than no salty. So you, you can compare for yourself later. But who knows what I'm meaning? When you, when you try kick that, go, go on, banish to hell. When you try this, no one wants this. When you try this, beautiful ASMR challenge, salty chips. There you go, Cameron. You will never go back to the salty less ones, right? Now, Pete, can you just turn the lights off? Does anyone have a, a, a torch on their phone? Anyone? Oh, blind me. Wow, blind me. All right, thank you, Pete. You can put the lights back on. Here's the thing, right? So we, this is what we see. Where both salt and light change the environment that they're in. When you have salty on your chips, it is just delicious. It changes them for the better. When you have light in a dark room, you can't extinguish the light. It is there and it changes things. And so we need a faith that fits. We need um, to be supernatural solutions. Where, where, where Titus was, his presence was felt. When you put salt on the chips, you notice it, right? Where Titus went, there was joy. Where Titus went, there was encouragement. Where you turn a light on in a dark place, something shifts, something changes, and you got to be the Titus in your, in your life. you got to be the joy bringer. you got to be the encouragement bringer. you got to be the salt and light that has faith with good deeds to shine. Is that good? Does anyone believe that? What we're going to do right now is we're going to be a little bit, can you just start playing that song for us? Amy, but what we're going to do is right now, if, if we could just stand, and we're going to, we're going to sing this song through, and I, if you say, you know what, Josh, right now, I, I want to be a Titus in my generation. I, I, I want to have faith to see God use me in a powerful way. I don't want to live my life in comparison, but I want a faith where God can use me. What we're going to do is, I'm going to invite you up the front, and we're going to believe, and, and some of us are going to lay our hands on you and believe in faith. As we even said in, in the book of uh, Joel, when it says, the Holy Spirit will be poured out. If you go, you know what? I want to touch on the Holy Spirit. If you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit in speaking in tongues, we're going to pray and believe that you can receive that tonight because we believe that we can see a generation of people on fire that's going to do something powerful for God in this generation. And so I just believe that. So we can worship, sing for a bit, come down the front, we're going to pray, and then have a great week of school ahead.